0: Welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, the podcast where we talk to people in the food space, very often cookbook authors. And today I am real excited. I'm holding the Bigger Bolder Baking Everyday book by Gemma Stafford. And Gemma, did you start out as a cookbook writer or as a blogger? Because you've so proficiently done both now.
1: I started out as a professional chef. So I I trained, I was was telling somebody this uh, recently, I trained 20 years ago now. Um, uh, as a professional chef in Ireland. And, uh, you know, I spent almost 10 years of my career working in professional kitchens until I started now, nine years ago, um, started Bigger Bolder Baking.
0: And why did you start that after already having attained, like, professional chefdom? Because sometimes you see it in the reverse. You
1: know, I... I when I trained when I went to go to college, my mom, I remember my mom telling me, you know, you know, working as a chef is very long hours and, you know, you're not going to make a lot of money. And I was like, yeah, but I just want to train to be a chef. I don't want to work in the kitchens. And she was like, that's what you're going to have to do. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Um, and then I remember then going to college and they were like, OK, you're going to need knives and a uniform. And I was like, no, because I just want to learn how to cook. I don't I don't need to work in restaurants. And they were like, yeah, you do. So I always knew before I went to college that I wasn't going to spend a whole career in food in a kitchen. I knew that I would have to do do my time. I knew that I'd have to kind of get myself credibility. And then after that, hopefully I could branch out. In my 10 years of, of working in kitchens, you know, I worked in cafes. I worked in, uh, I did ski. I did a, a ski season in, up a mountain in Australia. Oh. I, worked, I worked in a priory in Dublin cooking for priests. I, uh, I, I've i done a lot of crazy jobs. I worked in Mission Star restaurant in San Francisco. And then I opened up my own catering business. But I just always knew that, you know, there was a, there was a point where, especially when I had my catering business, in uh, the, uh, around 20, 2012 or so, I can't do this forever. I was up early in the morning schlepping food around San Francisco on public transport. I was like, I you know, I just gotten tired of it. And it was kind of like, how do I still work in the world of food? Something that I'm very passionate about still, but not, uh, or no early mornings, late nights, you know, 200 covers a night in restaurants on your feet. Like, so that's, it was when like a conversation with my uh, husband, we had just recently gotten married back then. And he worked in the entertainment business as a marketer. And it was between the two of us, we decided, why don't we, you know, we were a little bit tired of working for other people of why don't we do something together and create our own brand. And that's what my husband as a marketer, had focused on was brand building. He'd worked for Lucasfilm, he'd worked for Pixar, and uh, to name but a few. So we created the brand Bigger Boulder Baking. Now uh, nine years ago,
0: it is a it is a. It helps me that you said that because I first have like had these massive feelings of inadequacy because your brand and the way that the brand is executed throughout the book in the photography. I've watched some of the videos that you've done, certainly on your Instagram. I mean, I was like, if she's doing this all alone, this is amazing. And you don't get to over 2 million followers without having a team of people. And as I watched more of your videos, I actually watched the video about you shooting the pictures for the book. Yeah, And it was like you had two staging locations, going a kitchen, someone else cooking in another kitchen. I was like, oh, yeah, this makes all kinds of sense.
1: Yeah, it does. You know, and you know yourself, Stephanie, like when when I look at people's accounts, I was like, there's no way in hell these people are doing it by themselves. You know, you you to you know, it was tough because in the beginning it was Kevin and I for around three years and we almost killed each other you know between because you're working together you're married and you're figuring it all out and it's a young business so you're going through all of the emotions of like you're struggling and and you don't know you know should you be doing this and and whatever and you know you have ups and downs and tears, but um it was around the three year mark we started to hire uh we knew for, the, for the, the best thing for our, our business and for our relationship was to hire a cameraman, hire a culinary assistant, you know, do all of these things. And, and now all these years later, we have a really uh, strong team around us, which, which, you know, without them, the, uh, the uh, bigger boulder baking cookbook, uh, the new one uh, wouldn't be possible, you know, producing new content almost on a daily basis. Now wouldn't be possible without uh, the support.
0: When I look at your book, and there's a lot of baking books, right? Um, My friend Zoe Bakes has a book that's real popular Mm -hmm. and it's really beautiful. What appeals to me, I think, most about your book is I feel like I can really make these recipes. Like sometimes baking books look almost too hard. So you admire them and they're aspirational, but you don't feel like you're actually going to like try to make some of these items for your book. I really feel like I could make most of these things. And I feel like it is very much at home in a family kitchen or in a kitchen where you're not necessarily an expert, but you're someone that just loves baked goods. Um, is that sort of intentional or is that the way you cook? Because I imagine you can do highbrow and lowbrow.
1: You know, it, it's, it's those are really good questions Is 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 how I cook. And that's why my recipes are written that way. Working in five-star places and Michelin star places, I wanted to pull my teeth out. It is great experience, but it's not my cuisine. So I learned a lot. I saw a lot. And I also, I learned what I didn't want to do. And that was the last kitchen I worked in was a Michelin star kitchen. It's like, it's not, this is not my cuisine. This is not how I eat. And that's why when it comes to my recipes and the writing, um, still to this day on my website or in Bigger Boulder Baking every day I am I have very strict rules about we the, in the book uh we don't we try not to go over 10 steps the and I really like what I say Stephanie is get rid of it get rid of the fluffy stuff and just get straight down to brass tacks because it drives me doolally when I read a, a recipe and there's so much um there's uh just wording in there and it's just extra like fluffiness that doesn't need to be in there that kind of confuses me between like what I'm supposed to be doing and just the the chef talking and some people love those types of recipes I can't follow them and you know like I've been doing this for a long time I if I can't follow those recipes then I can't really expect a lot of other people to either so I just like to get straight to the point point. And to give you the only the information you need, because it can be confusing.
0: Your pie crust, um, how to make a pie crust video. Yeah. I don't know why pie crust is so freaky for people. It was for me too, for many years until I actually took a class. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this actually is like the easiest thing in the world. Once you've done it a couple of times, it becomes just like muscle memory, sort of but people really are freaked out by pie crust. I thought your video of how to do it was just super easy, very approachable. I liked the way that you described the difference between European butters because, Mm -hmm. you know, that high fat butter content, I really do feel like makes an exceptional crust. Have you ever used one of the tricks that someone taught me was to use um, vodka in the crust?
1: You know, I haven't, I I never really got the answer as to why that is, you know, Duff Goldman told me that he puts vodka and I, and, you know, I wonder, I think it has something to do with the browning. I think I don't, do you know exactly why people put vodka in there?
0: I do. At at least I know why someone told me and Duff Goldman is from Charm City Cakes. He's a great baker. Um, Someone told me that it allows you to get the dough supple and wet and so that you can work with it and roll it out easier, but then the liquid evaporates off yeah. so that you still get that pastry flakiness, but it makes the dough easier to work with on the front end.
1: That's really interesting. I haven't done it. I'll tell you what I've done is that in Bigger Mode of Baking every day, I have a recipe in there for a pie crust that um, has an acid in it. So like, you know, are you kind of, you know, yogurt, sour cream, buttermilk? That's what I do, because when you do, and I've done this for years, too much water until I realized the mistake I was making, which all of that water was evaporating off and then shrinking my dough and really not adding a huge amount of value. So I start to replace that liquid with a fat so something that's fatty flavor, something that's going to tenderize the flour, which is the acid in your yogurt or your sour cream or your buttermilk, and then it doesn't evaporate off the same way. So it just it's a really fantastic little addition to a pie crust, and it makes it really tender. Yeah, I
0: thought that was really interesting, and I was going to ask you about that, because in your video, too, you used egg. Are you, mm-hmm. Do you pick one over the other, or do you use a, depending on your flavor
1: profile? You know, the, sometimes with the egg, I, I even say to myself, Gemma, you're not consistent with this. Sometimes I dump in an egg. It, you know, it's to do with richness a lot of times, the egg, because sure. you can bind it with something else like the other liquid that we were talking about. And um, sometimes I throw one in and sometimes I don't. The egg really I've found over the years isn't the clincher. You know, it won't make or break your your pastry. So I, I, I go between I add one in or if I don't have one in. Sorry, excuse me, if I don't have one in the fridge. I just keep on going with more liquid.
0: Yeah. And I always have, like, I feel like I always have um, plain yogurt around, which is super yeah. versatile using it in breads. And do you um, eat the things that you make? Because uh, I feel like a lot of times I cook food and then I it's not, I don't want to eat it because <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sick of it by the time I'm done with the recipe.
1: You know, I, we, I, in the beginning, we, we did eat a lot, uh, And we, uh, we realized a few years in that we, this wasn't sustainable to be eating a lot of what we made. And and now I'm to the point where we make so much new recipes that it's just, my first intention is like, I taste it always to, to taste it in case we need to, just to know the end results. But often we package it up and we'll give it to our crew. We'll give it to neighbors and then sometimes um we'll donate. i'll bring it you know people sleep raw i'm in here in, in studio city people sleep rough on the street and sometimes we'll drop like little packages on the street and things like that so or you know if i'm organized enough we'll donate it to charity but um no i i did i, I have to admit i stopped eating eating it because it's just it becomes a lot and then sometimes i because we do these big bulk shoots where we shoot everything together so yeah. If it was like one cookie every few days, it's like I absolutely would eat that. But we do all of our content in these big bulks, so you're talking thirty recipes a day. So you're kind of like, hmm, what will I? I have to choose one good one to eat because I can't be eating all of them. And then sometimes at the end of the night, I just go for a bowl of vanilla ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> after all, after all
0: that, <laughs> is there something that your kid? Because do you have two kids or just the one?
1: I have. I have one. One is a, one is enough.
0: <laughs> is there something that your kid is like wants you to make all the time yeah we do a lot of pancakes
1: yeah we do a lot of pancakes because breakfast sometimes can be the harder meal with him and i have in actually in bigger boulder baking every day i have a recipe for no fuss kevin's pancakes oh ground uh like oat flour which I make myself, I don't, I don't recommend anybody go buy oat flour, just blend up your oat and uh mashed banana, an egg, a little bit of raising agents um, and some vanilla in there and a little bit of butter. We make those all the time. And uh, I, I, the great thing about it is there's no added sugar in the right. pancakes. It's just the natural sugar. And it's a really way to get some oats into them and get them a bit of energy and early in the morning. And then I let them have a little bit of maple syrup on it, But not ever having the need to have to eat oat flour, I kind of thought to myself, um, how how will this work in a pancake? And it's really incredibly tender for such a kind of, what well, can be a stodgy flour. Yep. They're such tender pancakes. I absolutely adore them and he loves them. I
0: also loved, you have a whole section here about pan roasted fruit. I think fruit's kind of underrated from a baking standpoint. You know, we make a lot of galettes and just... Um, Pies with just really rough form you know with just whatever fruit is in season in it and I love the idea of roasting fruit I would think that would make great cocktail bases too
1: it would for sure yeah it's it's really fun because often when uh, like as a pastry chef and not as much as a baker like I in the pastry world in kitchens we would have done pan roast we would have worked with a lot of fruit and like pan roasted fruits and flambés and things like that so that's a little bit of where I get that inspiration from. And then you're talking about seasonal. And, you know, in, in my new book, there's one in there that I absolutely adore, which is bananas, pan-roasted bananas with rosemary, which if you've, and, and, and some vanilla ice cream, um, and which if, if you've never had is just bananas and rosemary is incredible. And I pulled that inspiration from a restaurant that I must have worked in now, probably 18 19 years ago in Dublin it was a five-star restaurant and they used to do this little free like a little like not not a petit four but it was before your dessert a little shot glass of a caramel sauce with bananas and rosemary and it always stuck with me that flavor combination so that's why I put that in the book
0: and it is pretty unusual you don't see bananas with rosemary very often at all
1: no super unusual and and and. In most places go outside in your neighborhood and there's one herb I can get and it's a and it's rosemary
0: yeah do you read other baking books or do you have to stay away from them because you don't want to like sort of get their ideas in your head
1: I do a lot I spend way too much time on Instagram but um I do uh, follow a lot of other um creators like you said like Zoe Francois I follow a lot of the big media publishers as well, uh, like Serious Eats and Food 52. And like, I, I do, I, I follow a lot of what's going on because I'll be honest with you, there's lots of trends that go on out there and not that I necessarily have to go recreate them, but if I don't see another person doing them, like I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok, like I'm not going to catch that. Some I will have to see somebody else recreate that for me to catch it. And Uh, With regards to books, yeah, I'm still an avid collector of cookbooks.
0: Now, you mentioned TikTok. I'm not a big TikToker either, but I know a lot of younger folks are and a lot of my friends and their kids are. Do you feel like you'll get into that or you'll need to? You have such a gigantic following. It's always like the next thing. And I know that can feel just like overwhelming.
1: It is very overwhelming. And, you know, doing what I do, you... You do have to p- pick what's kind of on brand for you and where you think you should be. And a lot of our content works really well on TikTok. So I have an account on there, uh, Bigger Boulder Baking account, and we have a lot of followers. And especially the really the short, you know, 12 second videos, whatever, they do really well for us, especially when they're not, uh, they don't have to be just recipe videos. The more I- informational, like how to clean a pot after making caramel, that video was huge for us. Or I did a, for want of a better word, a controversial TikTok video about how to, uh, the reasons, um, why I use chocolate bars in my chocolate chip cookies rather than chocolate chips, which now is almost seven million views. So I am, I am on there uh a lot of it is i want to say i don't want to age myself or anything but it is like the younger members on my team <laughs> are the ones who manage that more than i do yes yeah, so you um, don't
0: look at it as much
1: no i just i can't i can't every time i open up that app it screams at me i don't know and then i want to watch a video but once you click on it the sound comes on so i yeah. i i uh I, we, we absolutely do videos over there. I'm just not checking in on that on a daily basis.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. Because it's just like, oh, there's always so much, right?
1: There is. There is so much. Um, when you are
0: thinking about, so it takes you how long to write a book approximately?
1: This is crazy. But the first one probably took a year or a year and a half. I don't know, a year, over a year. And then the second one took around five, six months. Photography, everything. I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but after the first book and how long it took, and that was my, I became so much more organized personally and professionally after doing the first book that I, I manage nearly all of my work now in kind of like what needs to be done now, prioritizing, what am I do, like, what do I need here, what do I need there? And I break everything up into buckets and I do this on a daily basis. So when it came to the second book and now I have, he was a year old, it's like for any way for me to be able to do this and it was locked down, I have to really project manage the crap out of this. And I did. And we got everything done in around five months, photography and all, I think.
0: I love that you do like a bulk situation yeah. where you're working on photos or at your home. I, that makes so much sense because there a lot goes into this filming and taking these photographs and it it's requires a lot of planning. And, you know, you just it feels like it can just take over your life. And then the thing that you love just becomes this endless content churning what do you do like when you're taking a break do you vacation freely and do you like stop at five o'clock or do you have any tips for content creators to claw back some time for
1: themselves you know it's it's a really good point and it's really hard everything that you just said is correct which is the, the what happened was I was killing myself doing one recipe, two, three recipes a week, and then photographing and then uploading it. And it was so stupid, but I didn't know any better. I did not know any better. And then I came to a breaking point where I was like, I can't keep doing this. And it was probably costing us more money. So we started to, just before the lockdown, started to do these big bulk shoots where we would get organized. Because also, definitely I was never like super organized until like after I said, after the first book, and we just got really organised, and we started to plan ahead, and it made life so much easier. So, yes, I do, I do have now time in between. The thing about the what we're still doing on a weekly, not we don't film on a weekly basis, but YouTube videos and and TikTok and Facebook and all those are what I'm doing in the meantime. Like they they are so time consuming, but having the website taken care of and those recipes does make life easier. I do clock off at five o'clock because of George. So from five until seven 30 is George time and dinner time and all that stuff. And then bed. And then I have myself, my husband have, because we both work on bigger, boulder baking have been better. I'd say in the last year and a half or so about like really not working after that. And we get to watch shows and stuff and working for ourselves, being content creators, being uh you know, the the luxury of being able to work from anywhere in the world, you know, we have taken advantage of that, not as much as we would have liked, like we, we probably should have, but, you know, this last summer, I spent five weeks in Ireland with my family and um, Kevin and I have I have spent long to- um, periods in Ireland. You know, we would have gone, we went to Spain. We um, had the luxury of like spending periods and places and like working and uh, not as much now with George, you know, travel and work, but we do get to still travel. So that's really nice.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think too, I like to travel too and I do it as much as I can. It kind of informs the way that you see the world, the way that you cook, the way that you use ingredients. It just opens up a whole fresh new palette.
1: Yeah, and you don't realize that until you're there in France or you know wherever it is. And you're like, why don't we do this more? And then you come back to your, you know, your reality. And then you're caught up in, like you said, the, the content wheel again, which can be vicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been really lovely to talk to you. You're very successful. Your recipes are excellent. You're one of the baking people that I feel like your recipes work. And like, I love Martha Stewart, and she was very aspirational and everything looked beautiful. But I never felt like the recipes were always the best. Your recipes are very solid.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate, well, you know, a lot of testing goes into them. So I really appreciate that. Thank you for your time today and good luck with
0: Bigger Bolder Baking. Thank you, Stephanie. We'll talk to you (laughs) soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.